Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression or the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Let's do it. The heaviness, it's the heaviness hug. Am I coming in clear? Yep, we get it. Right. Yeah. All right, folks, welcome back to the newest episode. I believe the first episode of the new year, uh, 2021. Behold, 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 a pale podcast. I'm one of your co hosts, Matu Fisher. We're here joined by Ray Booten and Alexander Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> how'd you guys like the how'd you guys like the New Year's coming in? Uh, it was okay. I mean, uh hoping that the new year has uh has a, a better better uh, stuff uh, ahead of it. I mean, we've had a pretty dark last year. So hopefully that only means that the only way we can go is up. At least I'm up, hoping. Up up up. up, up. Up and away. All right, cool, guys. I should probably turn off. I forgot I had the radio going. I should probably turn that off, right? I was so caught up in the moment of just being being a Behold member that I was just taken away with it. So we won't we won't name the track and get any get our, our stuff pulled down. You guys even hear that? Probably not. I'm making it. No, it was pretty low. All right, folks. So, with that being said, we're uh, we're continuing with our our, our, our last one, which was uh, things you may have missed in 2020 while being quarantined. That's the PG PG title. There's some uh, the underground has some other names, you know, in there, but we can't use them right there. They're too foul. Get us all locked up. So we left off around April, gentlemen. You know what I mean? Um, you know. So we're going to, I think April 29th, I believe, was around, roughly around, we got into the, the, the UFO being released, right? The UFO footage? Yeah, we got that. Yeah, yeah. That, was that was like the last thing we talked about, I think. Yeah. So uh, bringing that up, bringing us up to date, May 4th, ladies and gentlemen, uh, murder hornets, they hit the scene in Washington State. Um, they, they sting you to death. 
no holds barred. They're like Hulk Hogan hornets floating around. Uh, uh, you know, the other, the, the gentleman, Tiny Lister, we just lost Tiny Lister. Speaking of no holds barred, rest in peace, Tiny Lister. Uh, I think Bobo from Friday um, passed away. Rest in peace. We got to meet him actually at a wrestling con maybe five years ago. Uh, very nice guy. Always intimidating looking, but he was a nice guy. All right. Um, you guys remember those murder hornets? They kind of came in and, and, and left pretty quickly. For... Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I did find that kind of interesting that, you know, they were, you know, here and then gone. And, and, and I, I mean, where, where was it located, really? Where did it, uh, they really show up? Do you remember? Well, it says Washington State. Uh, I remember. Well, these, I, know, did, huh? I was going to say, I wasn't in Washington State, so, so <laughs> I wasn't there to get firsthand uh, experience of these murder hornets. There, yeah, there, I remember there being like a week or two. Ray, you can, you can let me know if I'm right about this. But I remember there being like a week or two where they, they were – that was the official end of the world thing. Those were the things that were going to kill us all was the murder <laughs> hornets, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so somehow they uh, suddenly evaporated and uh, disappeared. Well, don't hornets – don't did the hornets hibernate or something like that? Don't they go somewhere during the winter? Well, they may go somewhere during the winter, but they showed up in the spring – uh, got everybody all riled up, and then all of a sudden they disappeared before summer. Well, I guess they had, uh, you know, uh, made plans. Uh, they had, a, had a, you know, migrate or something. You got murder uh, hornets and killer bees. I mean, what's up with all these these this discriminative things against these insects? That's terrible. Hey, hey, I've been saying this for years, okay, that, you know, with a way we've been treating, you know, the environment and our lowly insect brethren, that they are ready and uh, to for, for a comeback, and they're ready to, you know, bring on a major uh, can of whoop-ass on us for, you know, for uh, treading on them and squashing them when, you know, they enter our houses, so it's all retribution for for that that uh, fly and that bee that you squashed those years ago. They're coming for us. They're coming for us. Oh no! <laughs> Ooh. I was just... Ray, Ray's ready. He has the wasp and hornet killer. He's ready to take them out. I was just going to ask Ray. I said Ray is kind of a a live and let live type of guy. How do you feel about the insects? And I looked over at his screen, and he's holding up the raid. High pro, high 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 levels, high grade raid. I get I get a personal stake in that. Uh, I'm allergic to bee stings; they can kill me. That's true. That adds a whole new element to it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, let's go into this. We'll, well, you know, May sixth. This is a big one. Um, an unarmed uh, black man, Ahmed Ar- Ahmed Arbery was gunned down jogging by two white guys in a neighborhood. Um, I remember some people who claim, who speculate that the George Floyd thing was like a, was like a, was somebody behind the scenes trying to create a race war. Like the people that think that um, they all, they often claim that this occurrence was the official attempt and that it didn't work. It didn't cause enough outrage. So then the George Floyd thing had to happen. That was the whole story with that. 
Um, but I remember this. You guys remember this? This happened like a, a week or so before the George Floyd incident. And it was yeah. a, a dude that was just jogging that uh, two white dudes shot because they thought he was like robbing, robbing a house in the neighborhood or something like that. You recall? Yeah, I, I remember hearing about this. Um, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there was any video of this. Was there a video of this? I don't think um, so because it was like suburban neighborhood. If I think, yeah. Even though every, even though everybody's got a camera on their t- their uh, mailbox and doors for the UPS guy throwing their boxes nowadays, I don't think there was any video yeah. footage released. Well, I mean, that's probably why you know if this was used as a beginning, or uh, 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 the, the plan was to use this as as what George Floyd uh, incident was. Uh, uh, ended up spearheading. Um, probably it didn't because there wasn't. I mean, the big outrage really came uh, when you know the George Floyd happened because not only did you have video showing what the uh, white cops were doing to him, but uh, it also um, it was you know really at, at a height where everyone was so sick and tired of the lockdowns and the COVID and and pretty much. I mean, everyone was on the uh, a powder keg, you know, ready to explode. And that instant just was, you know, the match that, you know, ignited the powder keg. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably why, I mean, if, if it was uh, engineered to be that way or, or however um, people want to look at it, I mean, that's why... I think the big thing with like the George Floyd incident, why that really uh, spearheaded the riots and all that is, like I said, everyone was pretty much sick and fed up. And then with that happening and it's just, everyone just wanted to get out and just, you know, pretty much let loose their anger and frustration. And it was a perfect outlet for them to do it. Are you saying that they were just outraged and they weren't they weren't upset about George Floyd? They just wanted to cut well, and get wild. The thing, well, the thing is, is I think I, I think the outrage was of the the constant uh, abuse and 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 um, of of uh, police uh, brutality against, of course, the African American population. But the thing is that. This has always happened. There has been many different videos of this kind of stuff happening throughout the years. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is that because up to this point, most people, you know, they're like, okay, they post on Facebook, they put on Twitter, they condemn these actions and all that. But we did not have people running out and doing these big mass protests. And when they did, you know, it would take you know, like months of planning, okay? This all happened kind of spontaneously. And that was because everyone was already under stress and, 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 and you know, angered because of this entire COVID situation being locked down and, and, you know, just angry. So it was the combination of that happening at that time. That is why it has such a big and important uh, impact on what's going on. 
Yeah, you're right. They they did it, it rose up really quickly. Yeah, and, and I think that, that, that scared. I think that that scared the powers to be how quickly that because, like you said, usually it would take you know months to orchestrate. And I was just giving you a hard time because yeah. I know how delicate you are with this situation, and uh, so I wanted to put you on edge a little. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, buddy. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's a situation that has needed to be taken care of and put in a forefront, and up to this point, every uh, uh, most people I always think just you know said it's the wrong thing, but no one really acted because of what was happening, and yeah. because of now everyone's tied in, everyone's told to stay at home, everyone's you know frustrated with what's going on, and then you have videos of this black man being um, killed by these white cops. Yeah. It was just, like I said, the match that just lit the powder keg. The powder keg was always there, but the tension had built up so much at that point. So when that happened, that's why we had such a big outreach and uh, and, and pouring of people, you know, with the riots and all of that. I mean, I mean, that's why, you know, when something like this happened before, which has happened plenty of times, and there's right. been a lot of different videos throughout, there's never been these huge, you know, groups of people coming out and, and, and making their voices heard. Right. So, like I said, I mean, it was a combination of um, everything we're going through with the COVID shit, and then with, you know, everyone's belief of how you know, the powers of B just, you know, do what they want and they don't get any, um, you know, consequences for their actions. So, I mean, that's, that's why I think, you know, it was, and it didn't really um, take place with the uh, prior one because there wasn't a video of it. I mean, people talked about it and people heard of it, but there wasn't like that visual response that really pushed people, you know, to act, I guess. Yeah, rest in peace, Ahmad Arbery. Yeah. But, uh, what's your opinions on, you know, the claim that it was originally, you know, this was the original supposed to be a jump off point? What's your take on that? That theory. That didn't quite go over as they wanted, what didn't get as much exposure and create a, enough um, ruffling of feathers or whatever you will, whatever they're going for uh, with this. What's your take on that? Well, I, think- I mean, Go ahead. I I think that's possible. I think that uh, even when you have a situation and you may may have some well-meaning people that that respond to it because an injustice has been done um, in the world today. And it's not just this country all over the world. um, Everything is politicized and everything. Different factions kind of jump in. And uh, when you mix in the media and how they throw everything out there. Yeah, I think it, it just didn't have the impact they wanted to. And uh, if you're going to start influencing people, then you need that video out there and you need you need something to exploit. And the situation was exploited, I think, to the point where um, some of the message was, for instance, with uh, George Floyd, I think some of the me- message may have been lost when you start rioting and you start killing and you start burning buildings down. And uh, there may be a lot of pent up anger, but I think that, yeah, people get pushed. That anger gets manipulated and uh, people are pushed out there to do more. 
And that could be whether it's a news agenda or a political agenda. I don't put it past the uh, people to kind of manipulate and push that for their own means. And then whatever good may have come out of it to point something out is long lost because uh, the rioting, the burning and the, the people that had died along the way, that overshadows what originally happened. Yeah, I think that I think the overall where that starts is bigger than your typical hate group. You know what I mean? I mean, it goes deeper. There's there's more there's more of almost an agenda to be pushed if you're doing something that diabolical. You know what I mean? It goes well, also this- the, the acceleration of it. I mean, with George Floyd, it got so big so fast that I'm yeah. kind of suspicious of how that happened. It couldn't happen on its own if it's simple pro- protest. And there are enough questions and situations there to say that. Yeah, there was somebody, and I don't care which side it was on, there was somebody o- over there doing some manipulating to try and make this work for them, right. make their advantage and their their plan. Yeah, I'm sure you both heard about, like, you know, pallets of bricks that would show up on these sites that people could just throw through windows and do damage with it. You know, they would show up at protests, and why else would a pallet of bricks show up at a protest, you know what I mean? Well, it's the same reason when you go to a theater and there's rotted food there, throw people on the stage. And they also had like there was footage of people running around that were just, you know, antagonists that like weren't even there for the positive part of the protest. They were just there to cause ruckus. You know, those were the people that were, you know, you would have regular, you know, friendly protesters like yelling and, you know, pushing away people that were trying to break windows. And because, like you said, there there's groups that were there for the right reasons. You know what I mean? And then the, the there was a weird, weird like dark group that kind of went in there with the infiltrated the protesters in a way, you know what I mean? Which we'll get into, I guess, a little later when we talk about the riots and stuff. But yeah, it almost felt like you know there was a, there was a, an even darker, eviler hand at play than just hate. You know what I mean? Hate's dark and, and evil enough, but there there was a, there was a little more sinister, diabolical plans. It felt like were within the. Uh, the master of puppets on that one, you know what I mean? Um, you know, <clears throat> uh, May 25th, maybe the most important day of, of, of this year, the most craziest day of this year, which was the actual day George Floyd was killed. You know, it was eight minutes and 46 seconds, I think. Yeah. But he was on his neck. You know, that, that was a weird deal. The whole deal, you know, everything, it, you know, there was different, one of those things that just when it boom breaks and it's everywhere, then society kind of gets to follow along with the story. You know what I mean? So everybody gets the, gets the story and they're just like, wow, like what, like the madness of the situation. And then, you know, every, you know, different angles come out, um, you know, everybody's got opinions on what it could be and stuff. And I don't give my opinion cause I wasn't there. And for all I know, there could be a tape good or bad um, that, that tells the whole story. You know what I mean? That we'll never see. So I try not to get too black and white like that with an answer of yes or no type deal. Um, we do have a George Floyd episode um, on this on this show. If anybody wants to go back and it's a quick one, a short one. I think the day or the day after that happened, I think I hopped on real quick just to kind of make note of, you know, it was history. It was kind of history in the making. So I wanted to pop on and just kind of talk about it real quickly. Um but yeah, I mean, even the, the the George Floyd things kind of in later, you know, later months, you know, there's speculation of 
involvement that him and the, one of those cops had together. They were working at like a strip club together or something. You know, there's talks of, you know, them being in cahoots and bad business together and stuff like that. Or George being on drugs when he was, you know, murdered and shit, which the cops definitely went too far for sure. But it's a, uh, it's a crazy deal. Like, you know, again, nobody knows the deal. I do want to do a follow-up episode kind of closing and closing type deal with that situation, but I got to learn a little more facts about it. You know, these things, when they pop off fresh, your best bet is to kind of let the smoke clear and the debris fall and pick up the pieces and kind of put the story together with what makes sense and what the best facts out, out that you can get your hands on are because both sides are going to kind of have their, their push on it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, May 28th, you know, we all watched the Minneapolis police station, police station burn to the ground. You know, I remember that was a, that was like a big deal. Now, you know, that was part of the uprising, you know, it, you know, the, you know, pro, people should be able to protest um, for sure. Sometimes things get out of hand. I don't know if you'd call that the nature of the beast or just what it is, but no, it's not a reason to stop the protesting because protesting is the only way you can really show people in power how you feel about things, you know what I mean? So if we get to a point, which I was worried for a second that we were going to get, like when all this crazy madness was popping off at these protests, I was really worried that they were going to really do something where people weren't going to be allowed to voice their opinion, figure out some way you can't show up. If you show up anywhere to question something, you're arrested type deal, you know, like which we could have easily slid into that, I felt, which we're lucky we didn't. You know what I mean? But it's not too late. Um, but, yeah, the, that, the, 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 whole, the protest was was crazy. The police thing was not, you know, you've seen a real divide. There was a real divide within the people. Um over the police thing, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, people have had their, their opinions of police for as long as time. And, you know, there's, you know, you know, police aren't, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not, this is the deal. It's like, it's a job like anything else. You can have your good and your bad. It's unfortunate that they have so much power, the bad ones that they can really fuck up people's lives and be problems for people, uh, innocent people for no reason. But to the flip side to that, there's still, there's a lot of good cops that'll, you know, kiss their families goodbye in the morning and go run into a bullet to save like an innocent person. You know what I mean? So like, you can't really take a side. I find, I find it difficult to take a side. You know what I mean? Because there's good and there's bad. And it's almost one of those things you just have to learn to live with. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. It's one of those unfortunate things, but I don't know where, I don't know how you would, I don't know how you would take one side without having the other. You know what I mean? It's just one of those, you know, impossible deals. You know, it's the flaw. It's kind of, the, you know, the whole thing with the flaw of humanity, you know, there's always going to be those flawed. The flaw of humanity is that it's always going to be flawed. You know what I mean? So, like, the police thing's, you know, weird. You know, what you guys take on the whole, when that was going down, where everybody was just kind of had a side. It was, it, it was really, I mean, there was, it was, the people that were middle of the road were kind of just kind of staying back and not talking. And then, which you see a lot, you know, middle of the road people that, or the people that don't get into it, um, they just kind of, they're kind of stepping back to look at the situation. And then you have the other sides that usually pop off to extremes in their, in their, in their directions. You know what I mean? So like, what was your guys' take when you seen, 
Uh, we'll start with Alex, and we'll pop in the Ray because I think Ray talked last. But what was your guys? What was your take when when you seen all this going down? Um. Well, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's it's no matter what uh, thing, uh, whether it's a job or anything, you're going to have the good and the bad. Unfortunately, there's the yin and the yang. Um, but I mean, the problem, especially when you're dealing with a job like uh, being a police officer, where your entire purpose is to protect the innocent and try to keep law and order. Um, I forget who, who made this, made this joke. Um, it could have been Dave Chappelle, could have been Chris Rock. I honestly don't know who, but someone made a joke where they said, you know, um, it's like some jobs that you can't have any bad apples. It's like, you know, you can't have like, uh, oh, we got some great uh, pilots, but we have a few that just enjoy, you know, just flying straight into a mountain. Right. You know, there's certain jobs that you need to have a higher standard. Okay. And being a police officer is one of them. And, uh, and I, I mean, I know there are those that are good people that are in the, um, uh, uh, that are police officers. I also know some people that when they were in school, when I went to high school with them, they were bullies and they're still bullies. Uh, the only difference is they're scary because they have a badge and they have a gun. And if they decide to push, uh, you can really push back. And unfortunately that is, and the biggest problem I find is that I don't think that they've had a a good enough. I mean, you got internal affairs, but I don't think that they've the the punishment for them to go across, uh, to make bad decisions or to go and and do something that is wrong. I don't think the punishment is strong enough or happens frequently enough to keep nose in line. And at least that's that's how I feel from what I've seen. To go is with that- what to go with what Alex just said, um, this is a true story and I was thinking about this the other day. I know a dude in high school high school that we we're in shop. Um, we we're outside and we found that we found the class found um, these baby bunnies, like under this like disc type thing, and this kid went over and he picked it up and he slammed it down on the bunnies, killed some of them. There were some of them, you know, crying because he broke broke their backs and fucked them up. I'm sure, you know what I mean. And and walked away like that, like that, that like it, like no big deal. And that kid's a cop right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. th- this is this that's a real story. You know what I mean? This is a real situation. Um, like that, that's dark. You know what I mean? Like that's some dark shit when you think about it. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy and there, there should be like a weird standard to be held to, but it's that human thing where it's like, if you've got a good enough demon, they can be very tricky. They can be the greatest person in the world to your face. 
when they're not around you dealing with, you know, dealing with society, the public or whatever, they can be a daemon. That's the trickiness of it. You know, great actors like Alexander Hawk and Ray Boone, you know what I mean? But um, so it's tricky, man. And I don't know. I'd hate to say the only way to get justice would be like fucking robots. You know what I mean? But it's like one of those deals, you know, humans will never be. I, I, I often say this too. when talking about police. It's like, you know, corruption's there, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. It's like, where if you're, if you're pulling over, if you end up pulling over your neighbor and you, you, and, and they should have got a ticket and you let them go, that's corruption. You know what I mean? If you're letting them go on something, you wouldn't let Joe blow Joe blow. You don't know, go on. That's corruption. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate. And uh, it, even the little things like that, because, you know, the, the next guy that gets that ticket, maybe, you know, maybe that that maybe that $200 ticket is the equivalent to $2,000 or $2 million to that dude because he's struggling. You know what I mean? So it's like a weird, a weird dynamic. You know, but I don't think we'll ever, it's one of those deals. It's like, you know, there'll never be like an even trade-off type deal. And like, you almost, you almost, it's like, you can't not have them because well, who's going to protect us? So to speak, there's certain people that can protect themselves and stuff. But like, a lot of these people that, you know, say they don't want them around, the people that call them when they need them, you know what I mean? And I understand why they don't want them around because like, they're doing this shit, but it's such a catch 22, quite possibly the biggest catch 22 that we're like facing right now. You know what I mean? It's a weird, weird thing. You know what I mean? I don't, and I don't know where, I don't know, man. It's one of them things. So Ray, what do you think about that? Well, there's, there's two parts to that. One is that, um, I've known cops and counted them as my friends, been over their house, entertained them, everything. And one thing I know about them um, is the good cops hate the bad cops. Right. They, 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 they hate them, and it's, it's difficult telling who it is, and they hate it when they do something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I partied with them. I socialized with them in the past. I still know, know a few in, a, in the town I'm in now. I'm living in a different area. And uh, the ones I knew, they were good cops. And... Uh, but the, the flip side of that is if you take that burning of that precinct, mm-hmm. if you have cops in there uh, and you burn it down, you're putting, even if they weren't cops, you're putting a whole bunch of lives at risk. And two, let's say the majority uh, of them, and there's no reason to assume not, the majority of them are good cops. You're putting their lives at risk because you're pissed at the action of a few of them. So that that's, to me, that's not just justified to do that it's kind of like uh the extreme where okay you did this to one this one man we're going after 20 of you as payback and that's just wrong i mean you're you're behaving as bad if not worse in your behavior in the same way the person in their behavior was by endangering a life so you know it's kind of like that that to me doesn't work you want to protest protest is one thing you want to attack somebody because you want to stereotype them and do it in mass. That's wrong. No matter which way it goes. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into the looting and rioting. Uh, I go we'll hop into that now real quick, a little bit. May 29th, I guess is when that popped off, but 
Yeah, I mean, that went for what felt like weeks, you know what I mean? It was just like every time you turned on the news or whatever, there was some place getting torn up, um, a lot of crazy shit. You know, the, you know, it's, what it, it's, it's, you know, the protest, you bring your question, if, 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 you, if you're talking about that whole thing of like how there might have been an evil or hand in it, kind of make keeping things going and getting crazy. Um, they would have to be the people that came when the looting came, you know what I mean? Like the protesting is one thing, you know, making a stand that you have a problem with something um, for sure. Absolutely. And every now and then something might get a little, you know, violent, you know, fighting or something like that might break out. It's expected. I feel with high emotions like that, but you know, burning stores and like, looting you know looting a target or a walmart dude like what like what nobody nobody's get your 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 you're fucking up the city yeah you know what i mean but like you're not you're because there's more opportunity for people to get hurt you know there's more opportunity for hatred because now you know you got this dude that his his mom and pop shop and his whole life's ruined because his business is destroyed by a group of people will say he's now going to hate that group of people you know what i mean it's just it creates it's all bad energy. It's all negative stuff, you know. And that's why people hate each other, hate people. It's because of occurrences that happen to them. It's these weird occurrences that they hit them on the wrong day, and now it sticks in their head that I'm gonna hate this fucking person. You know what I mean? It's wild. Um, but the rioting. I remember there was a. I remember a story of a there was a, this, this like fat white lady that was in a wheelchair at Target. I remember seeing a video of her getting like fucking uh, fire extinguished in the face, like they're spraying her down with the fire extinguisher for laughs. It was like fucking WWE kid, like WWF attitude era, hitting her with the with the fire extinguisher, and she got stabbed too, I believe. And it's like, but these were all people trying to like rob a, a target, I believe it was, and it's just craziness. You know what I mean? You know the Breonna Taylor thing. You know that was a big deal. You know, a medical a medical assistant, I think she was, and wrong place at the wrong time. Tragedy, terrible thing, got shot. A whole bunch of people, um, you know, that got shot. That, that you know, I remember there was a, I don't know the dude's name, but you guys remember that? There was some white dude that got, like, annihilated. Did you guys see that dude? He folded up like origami. They, like, knocked him out with a baseball bat or something. I oh, missed that one. I remember yeah, I that. that. It, I saw it, that one. Yeah, I don't I forget what the whole deal was with that. But, um, yeah, that was trouble. Um, there was a David Dorn. I think the most horrifying thing that I've seen throughout the entire thing was there was a retired police dude, David Dorn, who was um, helping his friend, like, protect the store. And um, somebody shot him. Um, and uh, what the most, the most disturbing part is the, the poor dude, which... Like, when I think of that, you know, you know what, to get mostly ghostly, next time we do a mostly ghostly show, we'll have to add this to the worst parts of dying. But this is a more modern thing. When you have to die on the streets in public while people have a cell phone in your face while you die, like that, I, I, that's another thing I want to add to uh, the not wanting to, you know, the bad things about death list. Because this poor dude, fucking God, she was shot in the chest. And he's laying on the side of the road, on the fucking sidewalk, looking up into this camera, eyes like the death, the death glare, like the fucking death bulge, like spitting out his last breath. And people are just like, they're videotaping it for fucking like YouTube hits, you know, at the end of the day. They're not trying to help the situation. They're just like, 
did they think that they're going to get like their 15 minutes of fame off of like videotaping this dude die. And I guess they would, sadly, I guess they do get their little 15 minutes because the video winds up somewhere. Uh, I seen it on Willie D's Instagram, Willie D of the ghetto boys. Anybody want to keep and keep down with that stuff? Go check. You want to see some violent shit, go pop out, uh, follow him on Instagram. He's got a lot of funky stuff on there, but yeah, like terrible stuff, you know, and, and the looting on that. I, I don't know. I understand standing up and, and make, you know, making noise and letting people know you're upset about something, but you know, and I can even understand fights breaking out, but there's no need to burn down the city, you know, and, and, and put people's lives in danger and their livelihoods, you know. For the most part, everybody's feeling the pain of whatever's going on. Whatever is bothering that person that's lighting up the store, the dude who owns the store is probably feeling that same pain. And uh, just, it's crazy. It was a crazy time. And that's one thing that we, we nobody forgot about. Uh, we probably... You know, that, that won't be forgotten about for a little bit. But, hey, you guys want to say anything else in closing on the whole looting and rioting thing? Or we kind of got into that a little bit. We went well, what I was thinking about is that, you know, there's several sides to it. Yes, you do have, when you get to the looting and rioting, you do have people in the world that will take advantage of it. They hear about it. They go somewhere. They don't care. And suddenly they're going to, perpetuate it they're going to make it worse they're going to you know this is my chance to get that widescreen this is my chance to get close because they really don't care right they, they don't care at all unfortunately there are people like that that really don't care about anybody else you also it take is. a look at the larger scale um if you can the powers behind the scenes keep people divided and hating each other they're easier to control they're easier to manipulate um, on however you want, whichever way you want society to go, or you just keep them all split up and you keep them hating on each other. They don't notice what you're doing. Yeah. And personal experience with looting and rioting, I'm old enough that I was in Washington, D.C. <clears throat> uh, the day Martin Luther King was shot. And I remember the riots that night because where I was staying was close enough that we actually had to watch to see if we were watching areas burn to see if we had to go running. So uh, I was young at the time, but uh, I was in for the Cherry Blossom Festival during that time when he was shot and uh, got a fit, got a first-hand look at it. And it's, it's ugly stuff, and it's not a simple, a simple thing to kind of nail down. There's a lot of different factions going in there, and uh, it's nasty, and it brings out the worst in uh, human behavior. For sure, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hawkman, you, you, you good? You want to wrap up on anything with that? Um, the only thing uh, I would add to it, uh, which is another thing that, you know, people had uh, pointed out during the riots, is that, um, I mean, you'll have, you know, those who who uh, are trying to do uh, peaceful protesting. Mm -hmm. And also one of the things that was pointed out that there was uh, a lot of um, pictures on, on you know, Facebook, YouTube, and all that, showing that some of the rioters supposedly were also policemen who, you know, the bad policemen that wanted to keep things escalating because, I mean, I, it, while what they did was, uh, was, was horrendous, but to try to make it look like, well, we're not that bad, try to make the rioters look 
even worse that they jump in being the rioters and causing up. I mean, you'll have those that, you know, like Ray said, would go there just to, you know, steal a, a, a flat screen TV just because they can. But then, you know, you have these these guys that go underneath and try to stir up even more shit, getting those kind of people like, hey, maybe I'll steal a TV, but hey, why not like, just, you know, uh, beat this this guy again? Because, you know, now I, I, I look like I'm part of the group. And it's, it's, I mean, that's the thing, because there's so many different people with different agendas happening at the same time. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I wouldn't put uh, past those in charge to try and make themselves not look as bad. Right. No, you're right. Because uh, uh, what I always pisses me off is when you have people who are like, hey, what really pisses me off is when you have people who are like, okay, I did this horrendous thing, okay? I I beat this guy and I killed him. But hey, you know what? They're doing the same thing over there. So why are you giving me shit? It's like both of you guys are doing wrong things. Both of you guys should be punished for the exact same thing. But the mentality a lot of people are like, like, well, I did this horrendous thing. So did this person. So, you know, you can't give me shit. It's like, no, you both should be accountable for your actions. Because someone did the same bad shit that you did does not excuse you for your bad shit. I mean, no, I agree. I, the same thing with the the police as well as, you know, people getting wild, you know, society when they get wild. It's like, yeah, it's like, to go back to the whole the, the store, like the store owner's feeling that pain too, man. And yeah. there's also a weird deal where people feel like if they're feeling hurt, this is everybody, that, that it's okay for them to make somebody else feel bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Whether it be emotionally or physically. And um, I think there's a lot of that in there where people are just feeling, you know, people are in lockdown, you know, it's the during COVID times, people are going fucking cabin fever, stir crazy up in their house. You're telling them they can't do their regular shit. They're freaking out. And now you almost give them a green light to go cause chaos. So what do you think's going to happen? You know what I mean? It's yeah. a wild time, but, uh, you know, let's get into a little more uh, positive deal real quick where we can have our boy Elon Musk. SpaceX launched its first space flight. You know what I mean? Carrying astronauts. You know, Elon Musk, a lot of people say he's like the fucking Antichrist. That dude's coming in heavy and hard. Um, he seems all right to me. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Super genius guy in science and all that. Uh, the, Tulsa, the Tesla cars that are supposed to be, you know, Hawk owns a couple of them, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have them in in my uh, Malibu mansion. They're like half yeah. a million dollars a car, or something like that, or more, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I like how he gets into space. Mike Calvin probably loves all this stuff too with with Elon. Um, he's a smart dude. I like listening to him on Joe Rogan. Uh, anybody out there want to get to know your your Elon Musk character? Uh, Hit him on Joe Rogan. Watch him on Joe Rogan. He's always good on that. You can catch him smoking weed, which is fun. Um, that was May 30th, folks. Uh, June 8th. We got, uh, do you remember when the when the Democrats wore the uh, Kente cloth there? When they wore all, <laughs> remember that? Remember that stuff? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, that was like the not cool kid at the party type situation. 
You know, that's like when you're, that's like when your fucking 170 year old grandfather shows up in some fucking Nikes and like, uh, rocking some like skin tight fucking ripped jeans with like a million pockets in them, you know, terrible shit like that. Yeah, skinny jeans. They're rocking skinny jeans. Yeah, and they got like, uh, like their chest is open with like new tattoos, and they they got piercings down their ear into their neck, and they get their neck pierced all the way to their nipples and shit. Uh, yeah, when I seen that with them doing that, I was like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. They're always trying to make other people feel like they're all on the same page together. Like they're not preying on our wallets, like van- like fucking cash vampires. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of like, okay. Uh, it, it's what, what pisses me off about that. Okay. Is that it's like, you're trying to show that. You, you support and that you're on the same side, but you do it in such a racially tone-deaf way, which is like, it, it, it does two things. One, uh, I mean, of course, I mean, I'm an outsider. I'm, I'm just going off of the way I, I would envision it, is that first, you're coming off as, as, as fake. You're not coming off as genuine. At all, okay. And secondly, it's kind of like you know, you're, you're even showing more of the fact of the difference between you and those you are pretending to be, you know, um, like part part of the same group. It's like, it, 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 yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, when when I saw that, I was like. Okay, you you're you're not helping the situation. You just throw gas on the fire. Yeah, I mean it, it's like really, it 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 was so so. I mean, and this is coming from a white guy looking at him and like really, really. I mean, <sighs> um, I I don't identify with a race. Uh, I'm sorry to hear you have to, Alex. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> But we, me and Ray don't identify with the race. We are all one, okay? Well, actually, I consider myself more pink than white, but, you know. You're more Miss Piggy. You got you come from that Miss Piggy DNA. Oh, Kermie! Yeah, that's right. Kermie. That's right. Have we gone too far, Ray? No, <laughs> I think, I think, if you're talking about them, I think it was a stunt and it went wrong because it was stupid and it was insulting. Yeah, I can't that's, believe that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's it. The other thing is like when you're saying identify as a race, do not ever, ever Uh-oh. get a DNA done. Oh, I know you're everybody. Yeah. yeah. And like, and yet, well, you'd be, you'd be surprised. You turn around how recent you are. And it's like, uh, wait a minute. In the 1800s, I had a relative that came from where? Yeah. Like, Whoa. And then you match it with a genealogy and you go, Whoa! If Grandma knew that, she would have she would have croaked. Well, you know, it's like five generations ago or something. I mean, you're gonna find out that you are such a weird mix. Yeah. That yeah. It no, there there isn't just this or just that. There's no, no way possible. I mean, I got stuff in there that would that people would their jaw drop if they found out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a weird weird card to pull for them, but it was it was more of that. I feel it was more than just that. Oh, we. We, we we can relate to you. We're regular people type deal. You know what I mean? Trying to be like, oh, we're all the same folks. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. It's 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 like you know the uh, 
the rich people spelling out, we're all in this together with their yachts. I mean, well, that's yeah. the thing. We're all humans. We're all humans, yes. But the the the, the brackets of uh, of money and stuff, uh, I, I break down. I break down types of people more in their 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 price racket of money more than I would their their color. You know what I mean? It, that's yeah. what you know. You can you can you can almost tell. You know, <laughs> with the rich folk, you can almost tell. You know. There's there's a whole, there's a cutoff. It's like a foreign land type deal in a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the true uh, racial no, true divide. Rich. Yeah, true rich. We're talking here. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 a a, a wealth a wealth divide more than anything sure. else? Yeah. Like that, I don't. I don't yeah, believe in. Yeah. Like I don't like. Like I, I think Jeff Goldblum said this in Deep Cover or something like that, where he's like, "It's not about black and white. It's about rich and poor." And I stand yeah. by that fully, completely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the rich is is you know playing both sides on the poor, and and unfortunately a lot of poor don't realize that they're being played by the rich. I mean, yeah. it's less about it's well, less about uh, you know uh, religion or, or race, and it's more about who has the power and how how they're keeping their power by manipulating everyone else. Money is the root of all evil, kid. That is true. You know? Absolutely. Power crops. Next up, June 9th. A TV show called Cops that all of us have probably watched for years gets canceled right before its 33rd season. 33 large. This was on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For the record, I have to admit... I am friggin' dumbfounded, and I say this again, dumbfounded, it lasted that long. I thought it was off the air, like, <laughs> ten years ago. I didn't know it was still on the air. I was I was dumbfounded. I thought it was, and I... Because, you know, because of Cops, there will never not be a show like Cops on the air. It's, li- it's like live drama, you know, and even if it's not, like, I question the reality and, like, the real life of a lot of that shit. I think it's kind of like reality TV ish, uh, where they kind of know what's up. Um, but it, it, you know, the, that that real life drama of the ooh, maybe somebody can get killed at this moment where no one's getting killed on cops, dude. But like, maybe so, like that's what people love, and it's 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 reality TV. It's the first ever reality TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. What they probably do is they probably go up to some. Poor sap that's like uh, need needs some uh, some cash. They're like, hey, here's twenty bucks. Run around like a crazy person, and we'll chase you for an hour. I think it's yeah. I think it's like I don't know. I, they definitely like. I don't think there's no serious. I don't think life's ever in danger on the set of cops. But I could be wrong. You know what I mean? I think it's more of a. Oh, oh, don't worry. They it's more edit like that Dog the Bounty out. Hunter. It's more like Dog the Bounty Hunter than it is like any like real cop type stuff. You know. But even though Cops is off, there's um, there's another one, um, live uh, live PD or something like that. There's some other show that's big where it's all like body cams or something like that. They'll all they'll never get rid of it. But yeah, I was surprised. You know, Cops is a weird deal, and it, it's just because they were hating on Cops so much. That's why it went down. I mean, Cops isn't violent. It's not even discriminate. They don't really even discriminate. If they discriminate anybody, it's white trash. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's fun. It's weird. 
uh, maybe they just didn't want to renew the contract with them or something. I felt like that was more of one of those comedic casualties of war in, in, in the fight uh, of the, the, you know, the brothers in blue fight there. Well, the, uh, the, the this one's going to get you. The network decided that uh, they're going to be bringing cops back. Oh, really? <laughs> I believe yeah, it. They're, they're, they're going to be bringing back. I guess the outrage is over enough and it had enough viewers and money and money is what does it so that they're going to be bringing cops back. Yeah, I'm very surprised at it. What it like somebody was just like cancel culture made some executive like see the news and grab his cell phone immediately and go erase cops. We never had cops make them go away. And um, now they're like, all right, let them come back. Yep. OK, let them come back. That's it. Yeah. They probably even told them this. Just let it blow over. I've had a lot of those. A lot of those conversations happen behind the scenes. Just go home and let it blow over. We'll call you in a couple months. Just let it. Just let it. Just let whatever pass. Let's go back to what we're talking about. These scientists talking about the Milky Way. We're not talking about candy bars. But we're oh talk- man! Alex is talking about candy bars. We're talking Alex. about thirty-six contactable alien fucking planet civilizations. Huh? Now. This year, with this, I didn't even hear this the first time it came around, which is why I'm so excited right now to read it. But we do know of them letting UFO footage go. So maybe, you know, we're getting closer. People joke that, you know, pretty soon they're going to drop off the news about UFOs and alien life. I don't think they ever will. But people like to say that it's coming. And, you know, maybe it is. You never know. You know? Hey, June 22nd. Real quick, Ray, what's your take on that, actually? What's your take on the, these 36 contactable civilizations that uh, are in the Milky Way? I'd say the count is probably low. Low? There's, there's, yeah, there's, there's a potential for a whole lot more. I was reading some science articles recently, and uh, <clears throat> they put within the whole, not the galaxy, but in a certain number, I forgot what the number was, around us, uh, number of galaxies similar to Milky Way. They actually had a number of them, and they said inhabitable. They didn't say civilizations, but they said potentially inhabitable planets for life forms similar to us was in the billions. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay, there's there's probably something out there in our galaxy and somewhere else. As far as they're wanting to contact us, we know that like radio waves and particularly television waves, less so radio waves, they tend to bounce down. Yeah. But the old broadcast television, and we still send things up to satellites, uh, that just keeps going forever. There's someone out there could be light years away watching I Love Lucy. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. They, they start seeing news broadcasts, let's say uh, World War II or all this other stuff going on. And they say, hey, look at this planet. Yeah, oh, no, man, that's, that's screwed up. Uh, leave them alone. We're going to bypass. We don't want anything to do with them. As for the UFOs being released and then uh, talking about all these potential alien contacts, yeah, it could be a setup to kind of get us used to the idea uh, for the time when they turn around and they say, uh, guess what? They are real. Want to meet one? He's here at the press conference. <laughs> Scary. Um, yeah. June, 20, June 22nd, a collective that publishes and uh, hosts leaked, deta- uh, leaked uh, details to the public uh, they dumped 270 gigabytes of law enforcement documents, which was a big deal because it was kind of like a hacking of the law enforcement system, which 
didn't didn't happen all you know a lot. It's not they're usually protected. Through this is I assume a lot of cam footage and shit, you know, evidence. Uh, maybe even I know that there's laptops and stuff, you know, governmental laptops that you know Hillary Clinton laptops supposedly. And uh, who's the who's the dude showing people his dick there? The fucking um, the politician Wiener there. Oh, uh, what uh, Giuliani? No, Wiener. Um, last name Wiener. He was a, oh, yeah. he was like a politician. They, he he was like a big deal a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. And they got the a guy, laptop. The guy in New York. Yeah. Yeah, the PizzaGate dude. And a laptop with uh, supposedly this dude's laptop was was so has fucking shit on it that was so horrendous it made like adult FBI like FBI people like cry and kill themselves or something like that. There's supposedly there's a handful. There was like a handful of people, or like three to a handful of people, something like that, that like killed themselves off after like having to deal with what's on this laptop, and it's involved in the PizzaGate deal. So um, I assume it's horrifying pedophile shit. You know what I mean? Which uh, is horrifying. But we're not, we're not even going to talk about it anymore. That's how horrifying it is. Um, June fourth. The real man that Alexander Hawk wanted to vote for announces presidency. That is Kanye West, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> July 4th, Independence Day, kid. Kanye West announces he's going to be president of the U.S. of A. Now, Kanye lost his mind in the last couple of years. Heavy. Whoa, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. He lost his mind a long time ago. He was an egomaniac for many a year, and then he officially lost his mind two, three years ago, off the deep end. When he kicked up with Kardashian, I think that's when uh, craziness went in overdrive in that situation. There may uh, be some hope yet. They're getting divorced. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They can't get. They can't pump any more fucking publicity out of the other one, so they're calling it quits. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, Kanye, imagine that world. Woo, shit. I remember a time when everybody loved Kanye. Kanye is one of those dudes that went from everybody loving him to a piece of shit in like a th- split second. Um, he turned his back on the Illuminati with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah, well. uh, Ju- July 5th, a Minnesota nudist uh, chased, they chased cops off of their nude beach. I guess the cops went on there to try and get them to do whatever. Uh, maybe COVID, maybe mask up, and they chased the cops out of there. I thought that was fun. That was worth mentioning for two seconds. <laughs> would you? Would either of you guys ever go to a nude beach and be nude? Mm. What, do you, what do you mean, would? Hey, I had a feeling you were going to go somewhere like that. Well, you, you know, to tell you a true story, I tried to go to a nude beach once, and when I was there, I was, you know, sitting down getting an overall tan, and all of a sudden, people started running up, screaming, Beach Whale! Beach Whale! And trying to push me back into the water. You're horrible. <laughs> hey, guess what? July 8th, Alexander Hawk's going to be getting an automobile now. Do you know why? Why? Te- technology gives us the f- our first dick-sucking robot that plugs into your car. How do you like that? That's a real thing. See, <laughs> sex toy that plugs into your ashtray type deal, and you get you get fucking get a hum job on your way into work. Yeah, yeah, it's great until it malfunctions and takes your twig and berries with. Imagine it. that! Yikes! That's the thing you always got to worry about. <laughs> Horrifying. Well, you know that thing malfunctions, and then with your girlfriend, you come up a little short. Hey, 
Hey, I mean, heck, if if you want a sex change, that's a quick way to do it. That is the quickest, yeah. It's pretty cheap, I heard, though. Uh, July 15th, teen hackers, um, they they, they convinced a Twitter employee to have access to celebrities' pages. So Biden, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, you know, a bunch of people like that, uh, they took over their page, and instead of ruling the world, they just scammed people out of $120,000, which is still a good chunk. These teenagers did go to jail, though. They were caught and went to jail. Oh, man. But that's, if, mean, if anything. What about the good old days when, you know, you catch teenagers smoking pot and drinking on, on the uh, football field? I they mean, do that in the womb now. Yeah. Uh, you know, t- the way technology is, dude, it's horrifying. These teenagers are doing my Andrew. Is eleven years old. He'll be in like two years. He'll be hacking fucking big banks, making me rich. Yeah. He'll be he'll be uh, hacking NASA. <laughs> uh, it's a weird deal, you know. Um, August sixth, Bible-sized swarms of locusts invade East Africa. You guys hear about that? Yeah, missed that one. I had a feeling Ray would have heard about that. What'd you hear about that, Ray? Any details? Uh, not de- not many details, but since they work on regular cycles, I think it was just uh, this year was their year due to come out because they tend to hibernate, go in the ground, hibernate, and come out every so many years. Very end-of-the-world apocalypse type stuff. Well, cool. well, they heard that the murder hornets, you know, was kind of a lackluster event, so they tried to make it up. They were jealous they were getting all that media attention? Yeah. I agree with that. All right, uh, August 14th, the Pentagon created an official UFO task force. Now, uh, are, are they the same people that also work on Trump's Space Force? Maybe, maybe that's the same, maybe that's the same folks. Uh, um, well, it's the Pentagon, you know, so no, that they would be their own deal. But yeah. U.S. UFO task force. You never know, guys. Maybe 2021 could be the year of first contact or 2022. You know, theorists say that 2024 is supposed to be a big year for not so great things. Um, So we'll see how that goes. Oh, hold on. Hold on. We just passed through 2020. Okay, can we have at least a, a few years before we like jump into the deep end and, you know, get probed by, you know, our extraterrestrial neighbors? Yeah, you get three years. You get three years, Huck. Okay, okay. A little more than three. You got till 2024. Oh, great. I think they speculated that the big population control situation that they wanted, that the, the, the elite wanted to do was going to be done by 2024. Um, next up, we have September 23rd. We heard that recycling is a lie. You guys hear about that? No. Uh, I missed that one. Yeah, suppo- supposedly they were saying all the recycling we do is like a waste of time. It just ends up like in the trash or whatever. I believe it. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There's been so many accounts of places that are supposed to be recycling either has this waste or just regular recycle that, you know, they take the money and then they're like, oh, hey, we're going to just, you know, like bury it in like a a uh, uh, abandoned mine or something like that, and then you know years later, you know 
We got murder hornets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, I was driving one time and I, I happened to be going down this road and they had this, uh, there was a company that, uh, supposed to be doing recycling and there were a couple of bins near this business. Yeah. One was for recycling and one was, uh, regular garbage. And the truck was big enough so that it blocked the road. So I had to wait till it was done. And I watched it dump the garbage. So, okay. Then it picked up the recycle bin and dumped it in the same place. I believe it. In the back of the truck. So it's kind of like you're charging them money and then you put it together and put it in a landfill. It's like, yeah. okay. A lot of people, the only way that you know that they're doing their job is that when you look in your bank account, the money's missing from paying them. That's the only way you'll know they supposedly did their job. Yeah. I think that's the case with a lot of that shit. You know what I mean? They're, they're like, well, here, let's just wait for the shift to be over. Let's not do anything. Um, we got uh, September 25th. Our, 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 our good buddy we've never met uh, at 420 Pogo Face 208 uh, made Cranberry Juice and Fleetwood Mac famous. Does anybody remember the dude that was uh, riding the skateboard down like the highway singing the free Fleetwood Mac song on a skateboard drinking the Cranberry Juice? This nope. is a big deal. You don't remember him? No, I'm not uh, people. Well, I was just, like, when people listen back, they'll remember him. They'll be fun. I was thinking this will be a fun episode. You know, ten, twenty years down the line as well. If there's such thing as, you know, computers and such, um, microchips in our brain. But yeah, yeah this, dude, this dude was a big deal because uh, I think he he started like a cameo. Uh, he, he turned into a little fifteen minute of fame celebrity type dude. Um. Yeah, he he just uh, he he put a video on his Instagram or whatever of him on a skateboard riding down a hill on a highway, and he was like singing some Fleetwood Mac song while drinking fucking a bottle of cranberry juice, which I I hope has vodka in it. I, I'd be I'd be disappointed if it wasn't mixed with vodka. Um, but yeah, that dude was a big deal for a little bit. Yeah. No longer a big deal on uh, what the third and the fourth of January 2021, but in 2020, he ran the fucking show, guys. <laughs> All right, October 2nd. You guys remember when Rick Moranis got knocked the fuck out in New York? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We, they, that dude wasn't playing around with Rick Moranis, dude. He came out of retirement just to get popped in the face. You know, I don't. He is he in the new Ghostbusters? Is that what he came out of retirement for? Um, I think I think he. Well, it's funny because the first thing that he did that I saw was actually a a commercial with with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um. Now I think that I think he is supposed to show up in the in the new Ghostbusters. And I think there was one other thing he was coming out of retirement for. And then, of course, you know, some asshole decided to punch him in the face. And I'm like, God, I, I mean, can you imagine being Rick Moranis? Okay, it's like you've, uh, you've kind of retired from Hollywood for so many years. You know, you finally decided to, you know, come back, you know, just, just for the heck of it. And maybe do a movie, you know, do something fun. And then some asshole had, has to come up and punch you in the face. It's like, man, really, Rick Moranis? I, I wonder if he knew it was Rick Moranis. If like he was punching him because it was him, or if it was he didn't even realize it was him. I almost feel like it was one of those weird occurrences where, like, 
a homeless dude or whatever walks up to you and asks you for a buck or a cigarette. And Rick Moranis would probably be like, nah, I don't got a cigarette. And probably gave him a smirk like, you know who I am? I'm Rick Moranis. And the dude didn't realize it was him and just fucking blasted him in the face. Thinking he was just some dude with, with the dollar and cigarette that he didn't want to give up, giving him a hard time. I wonder what the story is. Oh, I mean, you heard about that, but I didn't hear anything about, you know. Why, yeah. Or anything happening afterwards other than it happened. And- yeah, I don't think they caught him. There was footage of him getting blasted and the dude walking off. I don't think they ever caught him. Yeah. Ray Booten, how do you feel about the dude that blasted Rick Moranis in the face? I think it's more of a random thing. Yeah. Um, if you really – or – the flip side of that is the reason he got away is it was staged to put him back, uh, Rick, back in the limelight. Interesting. I didn't see him with a black eye or anything, so I didn't see no damage. You know, it wasn't like Tom Tom Hanks getting the COVID showing up, <laughs> telling everybody. Speaking of COVID, Tom Hanks, October fourth, Donald Trump gets COVID, and then quickly recovers. With what he what he recovering like two days. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I remember that. You think he was actually sick, or you just trying to play into play into the game? Uh, with I mean, the thing is with uh, Mr. Uh, Donald uh, Trump that uh, I not I mean, you can't believe anything he says or does. He, he's he's like the ultimate bullshit artist. I'm. The thing is, there's two possibilities I see with him. One, he just did that to, as a way to try to ingratiate him with, you know, his, his base and, and show that, hey, man, I'm just like you. I I took the COVID and I won. You know, it's nothing to be afraid of. You know, I I took it out. I, I, I took one for the team. And then, of course, the other one is he got COVID and being the fucking president. He could go get the, you know, super duper, you know, COVID treatment that has been, you know, waiting in the wings and is still there, but only the elite are those who are, you know. Tom Hanks. Only yeah. Tom Hanks could have it. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I, I lean more towards you. I don't think he had it. We'll ask Ray in a second. I don't think he had it. I think everybody was hating on him. I know Alexander Hawk was tell a lot was was saying, you know. You don't give a fuck about the people. You know, if he had it, it'd be a different story. If only he had a type deal. I don't know if Hawk said that, but I know a lot of people were saying that whole, well, if he had it, it'd be a different story thing. So I think he took the PR and uh, just said, hey, guys, guess what? I'm sick. And then he then he said he beat it in a day or two to make it look like it was no big deal. You know, I think that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, he could relate I- as well as take some of the blame off because I'm surprised that he didn't, you know, Stretch it a little longer for the sympathy, but um, I guess he wouldn't want to go too long because then it would start to look like you know something people should worry about. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and then of course you know uh, his big thing like, oh man, I got, but you know what? You know I I couldn't just stay back. I got a job to do, so I said you know I'm going to go back to work and all that. And I'm like, you haven't been working for four years, okay? You've been playing golf for four fucking years. Okay. That's, the, that's the funny part is like pre 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 presidency, Donald Trump's a dude that I I, I, I assume 
wakes up with the sniffles and just stays in bed all day. You know what I mean? Like cancel my meetings. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's what I assume I could be wrong. Um, so I think this was more of, you know, trying to prove a point. I don't think he actually got sick, but who who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is either, either possibility is, 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 is true. Could possibly be true. Um, but you know, I mean, especially he made a big thing like, oh, this is a nothing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it, it's such a, a nothing that, you know, you know, all those people that, you know, die, you know, they, they're just, you know, all decide to go on, on a uh, vacation to the afterlife. Yeah. Take a little trip. Take a little, take a trip, little with trip with me. Yeah. Take a little trip. Take a little trip with me. Um. Moving on up, October 5th, um, we got um, the Nigerians launch uh, hashtag NSARS movement, the country's biggest mass protest uh, in almost a decade, calling for the end of corrupt policing. You know what I mean? The Nigerian activists did that. You know what I mean? That's a cool deal. You know, there's other countries I think are a little more held down than us. So uh, those, those are like the true fights. And I think that some real, you know, those some of those more foreign, uh, maybe you know, third worldy. They're not that third worldy, but third worldy. I think you're gonna catch yourself, you know, getting your head fucking cracked in a lot easier in the streets protesting those police than you are in good old America. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean the thing is, I'll be the first one to admit that. I mean we definitely don't live in a perfect society. I don't think a perfect society exists or that it will ever exist. Right. I mean, we definitely have a lot of uh, problems that, of course, have definitely been brought up and put in the forefront in the last year. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I think that there's a lot of stuff that we need to do to change. But, I mean, compared to other countries, we're still pretty good. Right. Okay. And like I said, um, me saying that doesn't mean that we don't need to fix our shit and get things working again. Okay? There's a lot of stuff that shouldn't be an issue anymore in this country, but, you know, keeps on rearing its ugly head, and we have to take care of those problems. But, I mean, when you have people uh, saying that uh, the U.S. is the worst possible country, I'm like, there's a lot of other... Other countries a lot worse than we are. Hey, I think we can all could agree on that. When people yeah. claim that bullshit, it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the thing is that, like I said, my opinion is that we got to uh, we gotta clean up and fix our shit, but it could always be worse. Amen, brother. Ray, you want to extend anything on that? Are you good? No, I'm good. I mean, it's it is true that uh, there's a whole lot of countries out there that are a whole lot worse off than us, and whether it's politically, poverty, on multiple levels. And uh, as much as there are problems around, uh, we're a lot better off than most. Yeah. Uh, October sixth, astrologists tell us that supermassive black holes might really be traversable wormholes. What do you, what's your take on that, Ray? I know you know. Ray probably knows more about that stuff than me and the hog. Um, I would say yes. 
uh, there was a guy, uh, I can't remember, Dyson. That's his name, uh, an astrophysicist named Dyson. He was responsible for the theory of the Dyson sphere, mm. where, where you build a sphere around the sun and you have uh, the inner surfaces inhabitable. He, at that time, uh, uh, quantum physics and astrophysics, kind of like a hobby of mine, <laughs> like a weird hobby. But um, he, at that time, figured out a way where you could potentially, even though they didn't have the he admits to not having the materials, but with the right materials, to build a craft that could avoid what they call the spag uh, spaghettification. That's where you go through a black hole and it stretches you out like spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, way, a way that uh, they should be able to be traveled through uh, with a certain type of ve vessel because he thought that uh, they would lead to another universe. Now scientists are coming around, and this is like, he was coming out with this back in the 80s. So you're talking like 40, nearly 40 years later, scientists are saying hey this this is what they could be and this is you know what we might be able to do he was one of those free-thinking scientists way back when that people laughed at but some of the stuff that he's talked about uh they're now in agreement with and yeah we we could transverse we could go through uh black holes would it be a shortcut to another universe or another part of our universe definitely now, what's the difference between a black hole and a wormhole? So black holes, you, you like, you know, you go through and you, you, there's really no way of knowing if you if you can't come back if you go through it. In a wormhole, you kind of know the, it's just a gateway, so to speak. Well, the uh, Using the term gateway for wormhole is very good. Yeah. Black hole is a, basically a collapsed supermassive star that has a gravitational pull so strong not even light can escape it. Thanks. So that they're, they're two very different things. Uh, both could be used to travel either to alternate dimensions, universes, or other parts of this one. Yeah, but uh, with the black hole, uh, the question is whether you're going to make it in one piece, right? You get, like, compressed and stretched or something along those lines? Spaghetti, though. But, yeah, they, they, they call it spaghettification, stretched out like spaghetti. You get, what? Sounds and Italian. That's it. Oh, but, sounds like uh, a good idea. I can get thinner and taller. Not a yep, bad deal. One way of looking at it. Through the nutrition hey. bill. No. Hey, hey, I'm down for that. Or I could actually finally officially look like Nicolas Cage. Woo! Hey, October 18th, AMC announces $99 rentals. But unfortunately... You could only have 20 people in your audience. Ah. Uh, you know, it would have been a be if, if, if COVID wasn't here, that would have been a blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'd be script. We probably would have uh, weekly theater runs realistically. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just another sign of the times. This year is, uh, was definitely a big year for like the, the downfall of theaters, if you will. And we really don't know if they'll be coming back. You know, drive ins right now are kind of the, the buzz again but as for going into your local cineplex you know we'll see i'm sure it'll be back in some type of way but it probably will never be back in the way that it was you know you might yeah. be going instead of going to a cinema and there being you know 15 screens you might start going to theaters with maybe only three screens maybe just one you know what i mean um and a lot of it i think is going to go digital like it's been you know the, the route it's been taking pre-covid you know what i mean it's not like covid 
is to blame for the, the it might have helped the sickness take hold quicker, but um, it would have happened eventually. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You know, do you remember which theaters it was that refused to do? I think it was AMC and maybe Regal Cinemas. Yeah. They refused to do Universal Films. They they, they said they won't sh- screen Universal Films, which is like kind of a really big deal when you think about it. Like in our field where we try, we make films. So it's like, when you think about it, that's a big stand, you know what I mean? But it was also, you know, the theaters took gigantic insults to the fact that the, that the studios were going straight on demand because the studios know how, how much the theaters were hurting. So the theaters were hoping that when, once everything got back up, they were going to get flooded with all these movies to pick and choose from where at the end of the day, they're, they're not piling up, so they're just going to be given whatever garbage Hollywood usually throws at them. And, and the theaters know that. And the theaters know that they're they're going to fucking be hurting for money because now the only movies that watch are these garbage movies, you know what I mean? Which wasn't a problem in the past because there was plenty of money coming in, but now they just took a fucking year off of nothing. And uh, they're going to be hurting. And as you know, everybody's going to cut their ties before they lose money. So yeah. they're not going to let it bury him. They're just going to say, oh, wasn't enough profit this week. Shut him down, boys. Shut him down. That's how it goes. But what, what, what do you guys, we'll start with Ray. Where do you think theaters are going to be? Where are they going to be standing in, a, in, in when COVID clears? What do you, what do you think co- theaters are going to be doing? I think they're going to be scaled back a lot. I don't yeah. think you're going to see a lot of the big chains. It's going to be more the hardcore people that want to go and have the, the – uh, theater experience i think that the streaming the digital uh the comfort of your home the big screens the sound systems and everything people are becoming so comfortable with that that it's going to be a smaller group that go back to the theaters and i don't think they're going to be around on the scale they they uh, used to be you think that they'll um you think when they return there'll be regular theaters you think that or you think that they'll just kind of not you won't have regular theaters. Every theater will be like an IMAX or an IMAX experience where it's more interactive. Because right now you go to your, your typical theater where you're just going to sit in a room. You you, you know you, you you get a better seat at your house. You know you get sur- the same surround sound, closer bathrooms, whatever you want to eat or drink. You know what I mean? And, and pause and pause and pause, which pause. is a big deal. Um, and I mean, the way these home surround sound systems and televisions are these days, you're getting, you put yourself in a small room with a 70 inch TV, five feet away from you, booming that surround sound, 4K, there's really no reason to go to a theater. You know what I mean? You get everything you want right there. Well, the theaters were already starting to try and compete. I know there's one around here that's not doing well at all. You never see cars. They're only partially open, but uh, yeah. they have the lounge seats. They serve food. They have holders for drinks right in the seat. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're cushy things. They're recliners. They're already trying to compete. And whether it's the uh, – I think they'll continue, but I don't think in the long run it'll work no matter what the mo- modification is, whether it be IMAX or not. I think they've lost the bulk of their audience. Yeah. People aren't going to come back. That's the thing. People think yeah. when COVID's over, everybody's going to run back to doing things. It's going to be years before anybody gets back into the swing of things, if they even want to, because right now they're making it, making home life so comfortable for people that why are they going to want to even leave the house, which is another problem, keep in mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is that 
one of the possibilities that theaters uh, might uh, want to look into, which they've always been doing, but maybe make it like their main focus from now on, is to, you know, renting out the theaters as like, you know, big um, uh, parties or get-togethers and all that, you know, because, I mean, they, I mean, other than the main draw I find for theaters is always to be, you know, with a group of people and, you know, and, and the big, uh, but if they uh, decide to like make it like a big, uh, big kind of like uh, to do, you know, rent them out to like for independent filmmakers or for shindigs. I mean, they already do that, but make it instead of a thing that they do, also uh, with, you know, just showing films, but make it like that's their entire, you know, purpose. That's what they might have to do to, you know, save themselves from totally going out of business. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Uh, October 19th, a giant 2,000-year-old giant cat dropped like... um, Drawing was uh, accidentally discovered in Peru. Now it's it's a rock pattern on a hillside, which is why it's so weird. Because you know, I seen a picture of it, and it's just this gigantic cat. Like in the, in the I don't know how they did. It. They must have needed needed a, the discovery of fucking helicopters or something to figure it out. I don't know what the story is, but uh, it's very weird. But it's just, it, I mean, it's not impossible, and I'm sure it just goes back to you know. Um, the time when, you know, they did, did shit like that, you know what I mean? Just laid out, took took months or years or whatever to lay out these crazy formations to appease the gods who would be the people looking down from the heavens to see it. So that's who it would be for, you know what I mean? See, finally, proof that go- uh, that cats are really um, godlike creatures. <laughs> well, I mean, you look, <laughs> they, the Egyptians, they are. you look at the Egyptians, more people that have spent years building things like that. Um, and they worship cats as well, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's weird, you know, you, you, you typical regular American man and woman worship cats this day and age too. You know. yeah. Well, you have to build things like that because anything you leave around the house, the cat will knock off the table. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> right, you're on fire, dude. You're fucking on fire. I like that. <clears throat> October 23rd, 2020. Um, indigenous land uh, defenders overturn a school bus in Canada. You know what I mean? Use it as a blockade. It's very interesting that they, the indig- indigenous people did this. You know what I mean? That's the surprising part of this. I guess uh, society can make an animal out of anyone. Ooh. Well, society is... is, is it, I always find it hilarious when it's you beast. have... When you have like people claiming to be more civilized and and try to, you know, uh, quote unquote, civilize the the heathens or the um, indigenous uh, uh, people of, of of the thing, and and the thing is, you have to ask yourself that are any of us really truly civilized? And the truth is no. I mean, the thing is that. You take away creature comforts, you take away, you know, 
and, and as proved by last year that, you know, you put enough stress on anyone, anyone can be um, as, as uh, a violent or as, as uh, you know, Lord of the Flies as, as any, any, you know, creature out there in the wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is that as far as I'm concerned, we as a, as a species, we as a, the human mammal, Honestly, we're not uh, too far away from, uh, you know, the the w- wild animals that live out in the woods. I mean, other than having indoor plumbing. It's true. October 26th. We learn the moon is wet. The moon is of, like a swamp, supposedly. The moon is like a swamp. I must have missed that one. Like soft and wet, moisty, like spongy, oh. like the texture of the moon is. That's what they say. That's what I'm told. I, I could be I, wrong. The facts always, might be. I always thought it was made out of cheese. You're a fucking asshole. Yes, I am. You're an asshole. Yes, I am. No, no <laughs> I don't think it's made out of cheese, Bubby. I think it's <laughs> made out of sponge cake. Yeah. All right. I got a question for the scientists. If the moon is wet, what turned it on? (laughs) And then my question uh, to follow up is that did the scientists probe uh, the the moon, Uh, you know, get get nice and deep into it to feel uh, the uh, the tender inner spots? Gone too far. You'll have to get out of your system before we have that big, respectable, mostly ghostly interview. We can't <laughs> well, we I mean, if, honestly, I mean, if anyone cares, I mean, I can show you a full moon right now. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> you're terrible. You're terrible. Uh, instead of that, let's go into November 2nd. How about that, Og? Um, they, uh, they found the scientists figured out that a platypus's uh, fur glows. In the dark. I've seen a picture. It must be true. Yeah, cool, cool. Anybody have any comments on that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, when, you, when you're that weird looking, you need something to attract some attention. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, I, mean, I mean, heck, uh, maybe, um, maybe uh, uh, you know how we were talking about uh, aliens have you know, uh, already there's already been a connection with our governments, and that there might be aliens on the planet. Platypus is a perfect example of, of of an alien species. I mean, come on, is there anything more alien than a friggin' platypus? That's true. I mean, you look at some of that stuff. You know, reptiles, man. I, the reptiles and dinosaurs. Demons, they say dinosaurs are birds. You ever hear that? How, they, how dinosaurs supposedly had feathers? <laughs> Makes sense. It yep. looks like a, bird, a plucked bird kind of a dinosaur does. Yeah, anything's possible. <laughs> November 4th, a handful of drugs become decriminalized in certain states. You know, weed passed in multiple states. Uh, so anybody out there listening, you know, this is a big year for weed. Weed really came into the country um, heavy this year. First, it was you know it was always medical for a while. Then it came into a more lenient medical, and now we're in a place with weed where it's 
you can go to the store. I could walk across the street right now, go to a smoke shop that last year only smelt, smelt, sold fucking cigars and cigarettes and glass bongs that you can smoke weed out of, but don't ask about no weed. Mm-hmm. And nowadays you could walk it. You could walk into that place. You can buy plant weed. You can buy vape weed. You can buy edible weed. You can buy wax weed. You can buy fucking anything that's weed. You can, they, they probably got over there. And I never thought that day would ever come. I was very surprised when this whole thing came down. Now, Ray, you you being a gentleman a little older than me and me and me and Hawk, what was your how, what's your take on them legalizing weed? I mean, even in my time, I've known people that have gone to jail for ridiculous amounts of time over weed, and I'm sure you can feel the same, even if you don't know them directly. You know, you're in an age group where you know you might have you might have knew some people that could have went to jail for fucking like thirty years for a fucking joint, and now you can just go into the neighborhood store and get it. What do you think of that? I'm surprised, but on on the one hand, on the other hand, um, I think in one sense it was overdue. It's got good medicinal purposes, but also you could go into any liquor store and you can get smashed. As right. long as you apply the same standards to the weed, yeah. Uh, as far as you know, you don't drive. It's in public. Uh, apply the same standards and the same punishment. Which right now they really should be enforcing more about uh, the alcohol, considering how many people get in accidents because of it. But I believe you know if you're going to do one, you had the money behind the alcohol, which is why it was legal. Then you're going to do the other one. You know, fear is fear. Yeah, I mean, I think I feel weed's better for you than alcohol. I think alcohol's terrible for you. You know, we but we've all talked about this behind the scenes. You know, alcohol is only around because you know so many people were addicted to it when they fucking tried to outlaw it that it was just impossible. And it's just one of those. I think people, society that you know, there's certain folks in society that'll always need a crutch, so to speak. You know, alcohol happens to fit that crutch for certain people. And I think once that you have that crutch. It's almost unhealthy and dangerous to like take it away from them because a lot of people use that to cope and that's not a bad thing. That's a sad thing. Not a good thing at all, but it is what it is in the same way. You couldn't pull somebody off of, you know, psych meds. You can't do it with, you know, alcohol, unfortunately, you know, it should. I mean, alcohol is terrible. I fucking hate alcohol. I don't even drink, but like, yeah, I've always thought that to be a lot worse than weed, but it's good. You know, weed comes from the plant, you know, I'm, I'm pro weed. You know what I mean? It comes from the earth. And, uh, you know, why not? I'm pretty open for whatever people want to do as long as you're not hurting anybody. That's my take on it. But, yeah, it's about time. Um, The sad part is it took 50 years to, you know, make marijuana legal probably even longer. And it's only going to take a couple more years to make pedophile, being a pedophile legal. So wrap your head around that. You're going to be, Alex Hawk, you're going to be allowed to pedophile those kids soon, legally. Oh, fuck you. No, Alexander fuck Hawk you. is not a pedophile. But the sad part is, is there's a lot of truth to that. How long people go to jail forever for being smoking weed? And I feel like, you know, society's like, you know, with like that Netflix show that was kind of about, about the pedophile show that they didn't, they didn't give too many hard times to and shit. I almost feel like they're trying to lean pedophilia into a disease, which... That's a whole different argument that I'm not, you know, 
have the info to have at this moment. Um, but uh, I wouldn't, you know, I don't want to consider a disease the same way. I don't consider alcohol is alcoholism disease and addiction. You know what I mean? Uh, but like, I don't know. I almost feel like there's like a, a little there. They're trying to make moves to de- decriminalize pedophilia where you're not, you're not going to be looked at as an evil person anymore. You'll be looked at as somebody who has a problem. You know, they can't help it. They have a problem. They can't help like one of those deals, um, which is dark, but I feel like that, you know, it's weird that uh, America uh, will come to accept that quicker than they came to accept weed. That's what I was cra- what I was trying to go with um, in, in, in the eye of society, so to speak. As much as they'll be there, people trying to fight for you know freedom of it. I think you know. I think they got to get that pretty quick. Which sounds crazy with me saying this right now. I sound, I know this sounds lunatic shit, like lunatic, but I do feel that like that we're going that direction. And um, there's a lot of fucking bad people in charge of the, of the big deal, not just Alex Hawk. <laughs> no, Hawk's a good man, but there's a lot of bad people that are that are pedophiles, and they're trying, they're scrambling, trying to make it so they're not held accountable for their crimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that uh, probably the big push towards that is because um, you know the. Where you have, you know, I think it really started with the whole Harvey Weinstein where, you know, you got someone who has been using his power and doing all this nasty shit, you know, getting his comeuppance. And those uh, in in those kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, stratosphere of, of, you know, the elitists thinking, well, you know, uh, and then, of course, you got Corey Feldman and, and everyone else coming out about all the other, you know, um, uh, nasty pedophiles shit that's uh, well, going see, on. Unfortunately, it seems like Hollywood's a little more harder on just sexual misconduct of men on women than they are on adult on children, which is kind of sad. Well, yeah, because the higher, I mean, I I. I I'm afraid to say this, but I think that you better it's be afraid more, if I know where you're going. It's it's more prevalent. I think that's it, what you see. That's one of those arguments you can never fully uh, prove. You know what I mean? Like I know where you're well, going yeah. with it. I, I know mean, where you're you going with it, but well, I mean, the thing is that um, I mean, yeah, you never know unless you go in and you find evidence, and of course those you know, in charge are smart enough to make sure the evidence will never be found. Right. But going with what you're saying that about, you know, pushing, you know, kind of looking at uh, pedophilia as kind of more of a disease than, than uh, just, you know, um, uh, bad people being evil. Um, the thing is that those who probably are pushing that mindset are those in charge that are part of these because they're noticing that, you know, with the Me Too movement and all that, that, you know, women are now getting uh, uh, their voices back and are standing up for themselves. And they are probably looking at like, oh, they're doing that. We can't do that to them anymore. And that, you know, that they can see the writing on the wall that is going to get to them about all the shit that they've done. Well, I mean, and a lot of the, the, 
Well, as I say, I mean, a, a lot of the the women that spoke out, they were able to speak out because they gained success and they were known and they were celebrity and they were able to talk that way. You know, a lot of the kids never reached that point where anybody yeah. listened to them. The same way there's a lot of actresses that, that never achieved the heights that the other ones did that, that no one ever listened to either, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean, it's the like thing that. Is- it's more about, it's more about the, not to cut you off, sorry, but it's more about like the stand, the where like uh, the level that the victims at. It's more like the yeah. That's like the deal, unfortunately. Yeah, it's well, the overall I mean, problem. Yeah, I, I, but I mean, going back to what you're saying about you know, um, you know, tr- people trying to push it to be just labeled as a disease that you know people who have it have to be understood and 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 you know uh, be treated with kid gloves is because I believe that those who are into that and have been doing that, that are up in that position are seeing that things are changing in society that very soon they're going to find themselves under fire. So they're trying to get, it's like trying to, uh, you know, make it not look as bad. So when they're finally under fire, they're like, Oh, it's a disease. I didn't know what I was doing. I can't control myself. I mean, it's it's like you still know that it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. And you still did that. So I mean, it's yeah. No, I know. I know. Ray, you want to touch on this at all anymore? Wait. Not a disease. It's no evil yeah. people, and as far as I'm concerned, put them in the ground. Yeah. No, I agree. You think you feel like that, that they might take that route? You think that that route might be getting planned to kind of take away some of um, the stigma, I guess? You know, you, you know, it's a terrible thing here. So, I like, but like for the, for the people that practice that, th- those evil things, to take away the stigma of it for them, you think that they might actually try and push it? You think the idea of them actually trying to make it something where if they get caught with a kid or child porn, it's not jail time. And so though they need to go see a therapist and talk about, talk about it, not actually, you know, get anything bad for it. You know what I mean? Like discipline. Actually, they're trying to cover their asses. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. They're trying to cover their asses, but not a single victim out there is going to buy into that shit and they all have to stand up and that's it. Yeah. It's true. Dark, such a dark, dark subject. There's a lot. It's you know, before COVID, it felt like there was a lot of this shit pop starting to pop off about all this like weird underbelly Illuminati, dark Hollywood shit. And then COVID kind of came in and came in, and people claimed that it was a little bit of a distraction. Um, some of the people that claim that COVID is, isn't real claim that it's a big uh, distraction. That's a theory that's out there. Uh, who's to say? I, I won't speculate to say if that's false or not. I need to know more info. Um, I would not be surprised. I would not put back, put that past, you know, some of the evil powers that be to do something that diabolical. Um, but I can't, I don't have research in front of me right now to go with it, but I do have research. that says November 4th, um, the mysterious radio waves were traced uh, to, to a certain, uh, to a source in our galaxy. And they contemplate that it's aliens. Um, I remember recently hearing something about, uh, a signal that get get kept kept getting sent out like every 157 days, like it was something that they just kept getting this. Yeah, Ray knows about it. What was that? Do you remember? 
Yeah, it's a regular signal, and that's what makes it different. And they can distinguish it from background radiation and noises so that um, it doesn't fall into uh, the background noises of the universe. It is very distinctive, and it is repeating, which for the longest while, scientists were saying, that's what we need as proof. Well, now they got it. What are you going to do with it? There's something out there, and it's sending something out. It fits all your parameters. So what's the next step, guys? Um, cover our asses and hope they don't want to probe us. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do. I mean, I mean it's... I don't know. I mean, as I said before, that I'm, I'm sure there's definitely intelligent life out there. I'm sure there are aliens out there. Of course, the only real question is, do we really want to um, invite them down uh, to to our humble planet to have a block party? Humble we got we got so much, you know, stuff and 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 messed up things going on here. That I, I really, I mean, I don't think it's a good time to bring in another thing into the equation at this point. And the thing is, honestly, I mean, I don't know if we as as as, as a race can um, erase the society, whatever, again, actually wrap our minds around it at this point. Because, you know, you're going to have those that are going to be like, well, this is a great mo- monumental, you know, uh, uh, time in our lives that we're not alone. And then you'll have those that'll go to the other extreme. I mean, unfortunately, you don't... And and the real question is, you know, whether they come in peace or whether they just, you know, want to, you know, conquer us like our nations conquered each other for, you know, thousands of years before. I mean, hundreds of years before, you know, we got some kind of, you know, order. I think there's an old theory that you unite mankind by giving them a common enemy they can fear. Mm. I can I can remember reading about that in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. And that's how you do it. Now, if you have the failure of COVID to do that, because it did not unite people, they are still divided. Your next step, if you can't come up with something on this planet to unite them, then what you do is an external threat. So it'll make us all afraid of aliens. They'll introduce aliens at one point. And then you get everybody united on the same page and you get control over them. True. And we got one more left. Uh Oh, oh, is it a doozy? Not so much. It's a little comedic, I guess. Okay. Uh, November 19th. We stopped at the, the towards the end of November. We'll let everybody go look at December for themselves. Okay. Um, and that is Rudy Giuliani's hair melts off during a press conference. <laughs> Do you guys well, remember this? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the truth is, his hair was trying to get away from the situation. Hey! hey! I, I also wanted to comment on how, did anybody catch him in the Borat movie in 2020 where he, it looks like he's trying to have sex with the girl interviewing him? Nope. Yeah, you you got it. You got it, Hawk. Yeah, he's it's interesting. Uh, you know, definitely trying to get 
there, it, 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 it's a toss up where like you can tell that yeah they're trying to get him in this weird situation for like for for you know for comedy reasons but like he very easily puts himself in a situation where something could have happened and I yeah. almost assume dude at that level um Giuliani's probably doing bad things too oh I'm I'm sure of that I mean uh I mean the thing is um if I have to admit I mean it's probably would have been wrong but I I just wish that uh Shasha Baron Cohen just let it play out a little bit longer just for the simple fact just for the simple fact that it didn't go far enough where he I mean I, I would have let him go far enough where you can definitely like totally hang him on it. Because because at, at, at because where he started like you know, he's like, oh, I, I was just fixing my, you know, um, my uh, you know, microphone and that kind of stuff. And it's like, I I don't see it, but you could also kind of like, well, it's it could possibly be what he's doing. Right. I mean, personally, I, I would have liked it just went long enough so you could 100% nail him on it. Yeah, and where where he stopped is like, okay, you're right. It could have been. I also understand uh, Baron Cohen probably wanted to make sure that nothing happened to the actress, which I'm totally behind, and I totally support him on that. But it's one of those things where it stopped. From what I watched, you can make the argument for both sides. I I would have liked if it just went far enough that. You could a hundred percent nail him, and he couldn't, you know, weasel out of it. You just wanted I mean, to see nudity. You wanted to see Giuliani's. I wanted to see Giuliani's dick. You know, okay? you wanted to see his. Pinochle. I wanted to see him just whip it out and say, "Hey, is this is is an inch good enough for you, or should it be half an inch?" Wow, the Pinochle Chronicles. Yes. And, uh, yeah, hell yeah, everybody out there, you know, check out Boombastic Media's Facebook page. Check out Boombastic Media on YouTube. Follow the shows. Yeah, Behold the Pale podcast here. We have Mostly Ghostly with myself and Ray. We have the Boombastic cast with myself and Alex. Yeah, Boombastic cast season three starting up. And this this season we're doing a new thing where we're going to be doing audio versions. And we will still be releasing our monthly... um, video but it'll be more of like a best of that month now or best of type video uh and you'll be able to hear you know boombastic cast the same place you hear this show and mostly ghostly and shock treatment coming uh, to your eardrums near you so yeah. we'll see how that goes and uh we'll catch you all folks on the next episode of behold, of behold a pill podcast Yeah, we're outside the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department headquarters where detectives are investigating the killing of retired St. Louis Police Captain David Dorn. He was a man who spent most of his life fighting crime. He died from the gun of a criminal. About 100 people gathered in North St. Louis this afternoon including about 30 St. Louis police officers. They marched arm in arm down Martin Luther King Drive 
to remember and honor Captain Dorn. The march began outside Lee's Pawn and Jewelry Shop. That's where the 77-year-old Dorn was working security for the shop when he was shot down on the sidewalk during the looting early Tuesday morning. Dozens of friends, family members, and strangers took part in this tribute. Police officers who remembered him as their superior and a shoplifter who said Captain Dorn helped him turn his life around. David Dorn used to work in Famous and Boy in Stixbury and Fuller. I used to work there too. He was a paid employee. I was an underpaid employee. He was working there to protect the stuff. I was there to take the stuff. So that's how we met. Um, I took off work today to make sure that I, you know, I could be here. It was very important just for me to make sure that everyone knew that, you know, that I do, I care. The night that that happened, it's about theft, and and so. Hey, he gave all those those wonderful years in law enforcement and then to end up being killed in such tragic circumstances. It, it, it hurts our heart, and it's just unfortunate. I just pray that we um, we find the killer. Now, Captain Dorn's wife and son did not take part in the march. Some other family members did. His sister-in-law and his nieces were marching down Martin Luther King Drive today. Now, Chief Hayden, who you just heard from there, says that no arrests have been made in the killing of Captain Dorn, but he says it is a very active investigation.